You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. That sounds like the way you were driving yesterday. I, I, no, I wasn't driving. Well, you, you, uh, Not on the you, racetrack. I, no, but yeah. you did have to get from... Um, uh, Watkins Glen and back to Toronto. I, I sure did. And you did it in record time? I don't know about that, but I left it early enough and I got back home enough that uh, th- there was really no traffic to worry about. It was great. Question, do you have like Sean Shapiro's personal business card in your pocket or do you leave it on the dashboard just in case, it, you know? I have it in my wallet. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, years ago, I actually did that where uh, I, I happened to mention the policeman's name after I got stopped and um, and I got let off, eh? But But the guy said, don't ever do that again. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Ex, I don't expect any issues. And you know what? I'm. I, I. I don't drive fast enough to get into trouble. See, and I'm. I and and, and I'm thinking that I could never do that because you know our friends would say, "Come on, you know better than that." Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> it. No, I don't. I don't, don't want to get any any friends uh, in trouble. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of driving yesterday, and uh, went to uh, went to Watkins Glen. To uh, see some cars go round and round in the racetrack. Now, was it part of a test drive? What car did you drive out there? Uh, I drove uh, the, the the last of the line Toyota 4Runner. Okay. So it's coming to the end of the line, and a very very cool truck. And it's uh, it's black with these retro stripes on it. It's very cool. And what's the next plan? You know, uh, all new uh, 4Runner is coming. And so the all new uh, Tacoma has been announced. So right. it's related to the Tacoma somewhat, and uh, it's going to have. Um, uh, a regular gasoline engine, and the, the the higher output motor will be a hybrid. Right. Okay. Because it can add. So you're going to have the same motor essentially plus your hybrid. Yeah. Um. Almost. Yeah. But what what Toyota is doing now, and and almost across the board, mm-hmm. is their hybrids are tuned for both efficiency and power. The the new Prius might be the the ex- the total exception to that, mm-hmm. but a lot of their hybrids are tuned for performance. As well as efficiency, it's very very cool. Uh, it, it, it sounds like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. How do you do both? You know, you couldn't do that with a gas car. No, no, you can't. But in in this case, what they do mm-hmm. is is they put in an electric motor yes. that adds a whole lot of torque, sure, especially at low speed or low RPM, so that when you need acceleration, you've got it. And this is a plug-in hybrid. Uh, or no, straight on hybrid. It, it, it'll probably be a straight up hybrid, kind of like what the the new Toyota Tundra is, the full size pickup. Mm-hmm. The high performance engine and in, in, or power power plant in that truck is a hybrid as well. All right. Well, we, we are talking about electricity, and that's yeah, the a lot, uh, lot of electrification today. Yeah, it is the future. The future. We've got Mark Marmer from Signature Electric going to be on the show with us today. He's been in the electrical business for his whole life, but he said actually in the last ten years. It's been fo- primarily focused about um, 
you know, solar panels and, and, and putting in charging stations for people, uh, both the commercial and residential. Yeah. I think he said he was just doing a big one where he just had to power up some factory where they got 10 electric trucks, but uh, yeah. we've been doing that for a long time. And, and then it's best to know there's so much things. It's not just a matter of, you know, I just need a bigger or longer extension cord. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't quite work that way. No, no, and, no. And, and you know what? Electric vehicles will not charge on an extension cord. Oh, really? Yeah, no. They, they're smart enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what we're going to find out today because there's been a lot of talk about there's been different plugs, you know, different yeah, cords it, and different wires, yeah, it can and be you con- can't use them all nah. in the same car. No, that's, it's it's kind of confusing. It's actually pretty simple once you break it down, but it can be consu- uh, very confusing to consumers if they're new to EVs. All right. Now, and if you happen to have a collector car, uh, which is uh, an old, we're not talking about you know, call car for kids because you got a scrap collector car. We're talking about nice collector cars. We're going to have Mike Wilson from Haggerty on with us. He's up in Wasega Beach. I don't know if he's on the beach or not. He said he had his trunks handy in the trunk. Well, hopefully he's got an umbrella today. <laughs> exactly. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. we got lots of fun, lots of information, and we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Maxson, studio with Alan Gelman. And uh, don't forget to go to davescornergarage.com for your chance to enter the Triangle Tire uh, Contest. You win a set of Triangle Tires and a $250 SO gift card. And I think this is the last week. Can you, you can't use an SO gift card at an electric charging station, though, can you? I, I don't think SO has EV chargers yet. No, but, but as a matter of fact, we went up to Barrie or up to Collingwood last weekend, and I went... Wasn't there used to be a service station right here? Uh-huh. And it's gone. I don't know where it went to. <laughs> but we never did stop. But I, I, I wondered. But but now the oil companies are getting involved in electric charging stations, are they not? Yeah, PetroCanada has a pretty big network, and, and a lot of it is level three. I actually have the app on my phone. So can you use your Petro card there? Uh, no. You have to use the app. Okay, so it, so the last time I used it, I had to use the app on my phone, mm-hmm. so that you know that would that would tie in your loyalty card or whatever. But yeah, you, you, it's it's not the same, and and you know the the one thing that frustrates a lot of um, new EV drivers is right. when you're on the go and you have to use one of these um, charging stations that are you know mid trip or, or whatever the case is. You don't pay for. Um, you know, you can't set an amount. You don't really pay for an exact amount. You've got to use the app, and what the app does is it takes a de- it takes a deposit effectively, right? And takes whatever whatever the preset amount is and puts it in your app account. Mm-hmm. So you're never actually paying for exactly what you use. It's a little it's a little snaky in okay. some ways. Now, um, there are some. Uh, EV charging networks that actually will charge you for exactly what you use, but most of them, my experience is, you got to give them twenty, fifty bucks in the account, mm-hmm. and they draw down from that. And then once you're below ten bucks, you got to top it up again. Oh well, so that's it's like, like it's like the green pea. I mean, there, you have to have money in there. Yes. It, yeah. al- although it'll tell you sometimes if you've run out, you can top it up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not like going to the gas station right. and paying for exactly what you're using. And you know, speaking of which, I was I was telling you on the break, mm-hmm. um, the the route that I took back uh, home yesterday from the bottom of the Finger Lakes, right? There were no EV chargers anywhere. Mm. No, and you know, it, uh, you know, I'm thinking about you know driving an EV, and that would have been a, that would have extended my trip, or I would have had to adjust my route to make sure I got a charge somewhere. But I, but at the same time, I mean, you showed me that the, you know, how the apps work in the car. I mean, you got a screen the size of the ones we're looking at here. Yes. Um, 
But it'll show you exactly where the stations are. Yes. And, yeah, some and, of them. Okay. <laughs> not, not all of them. Well, and again, they don't know if they work. <laughs> and that's the question. When you get to the charging station, some of them may not be working. All of them may not be working. They may be slow. And, and who knows? So, you know, I, I really enjoyed my day driving a vehicle with an internal combustion engine. Okay. So I, I don't have to worry about us trying to make people relax and calm down about and, and should all get on the EV bandwagon. <laughs> nah, and you, you know what? I mean, as much as as much as much uh, governments around the world want to uh, want to push this EV thing, it it ultimately won't happen because we, we the, as, a, as, a, as a planet, we can't make enough batteries to satisfy those requirements anyway. So, so, you're, oh, you're, so you think there's going to be some backpedaling? Yeah, it's already started. It's very quiet. Okay. I mean, but in Europe, for example, a lot of the manufacturers are like, whoa, whoa, hold your horses. Hold your horses. We can't make enough batteries to satisfy this. Well, and the other thing too that that's going on, and especially in Europe, is is the price of electricity is so high. That's that's the other thing. So a lot of a lot of my viewers on the YouTube channel will reach out to me and say, "Well, you know, you talk about you, what you charge and it costs so little." Well, that charge on the same car in Europe would have cost fifty euros. Right. I'm I'm paying two or three bucks overnight, and you know, if you charge a, a, a one of these new EVs with a big battery. Might cost you fifty euros. Well, I mean, that, that I, I thought. I mean, aside from this, is supposed to be better for the environment, which is there's way more to read into that oh, as well. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but it, it, you know, yes, you pay a lot more for the vehicle, but the cost to run it is almost free. Well, this is the thing, and you know, I was talking about this with a, a friend of mine the other day. That F one fifty Lightning that mm-hmm. I drove a couple of months ago has a massive battery, right? And the cost of the truck was $109,000. I priced out the equivalent trim with the EcoBoost engine, mm-hmm. and it was $85,000. You're never going to recover those $24,000 in the life uh, that you're going you're gonna to be using that truck, in the, the lifetime in which you're going to be using that truck. It would probably take 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, and certainly if it's a work vehicle, you know, oh. it, it, it's not going to last 10 years. Probably not. Certainly, and oh. you know, in, the, in in this climate, you got to take it to you got to take it to Crown and make sure it's all uh, it's all protected and and things aren't rusting and falling off ten years down the road. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of things falling off, yes, uh, Honda's having a big problem. They're having a recall. One point two million vehicles in the United States, and we're assuming in Canada. I did try to reach out to Honda Canada, but did not get a response yet um, because. Cars are made here or in the states, and and, and some some of these vehicles were made in Canada. Yeah, and, we're talking and about pilots and Odysseys mm-hmm. from 2019 to 2022. Um, problem yeah. with the rear view camera. Yeah, and that's actually uh, mandated. I don't know. I don't know about the U.S. law, but a, a rear view camera or, or backup camera is mandated by Canadian law. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I didn't realize that till yesterday myself. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the same time, uh, you're not forced. I I wonder if if uh, in terms of safety standards certificates, if that's going to be part of the scenario. That's a that's a good question because it, it's a federal thing, right? So yeah, who knows? It, it could be. And you know, um, last night, of course, it was it was raining when I got back, and I've, I've got to back up the. The, the truck right. and the the lens on the camera, of course, is obscured by water, so it, it's not a perfect solution. No, no. As a matter of fact, uh, we had a customer. Jim had a um, an Explorer, and uh, I think it was Explorer or an Edge. It was a Ford, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera went south, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it, it did it, it did turn on, but all you saw was like a blob. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you couldn't really make out anything. Yeah. And uh, and he he looked around. Thankfully, he was able to find one in the states somewhere at uh, online because mm-hmm. 
the price was crazy. It was like seven, eight hundred dollars for a camera. Yeah, and you're thinking it's it's only worth maybe ten bucks, but it it, it is. So yeah. we, we actually put a we put a rear view camera in in uh, one of our race cars uh-huh. with parts from Amazon. Sure, and it was like two hundred and fifty or three hundred bucks. Well, I watched where where the NASCAR guys too that has a little screen on the left, yeah, where you would normally look at your rear view mirror, yes. but it's not; it's just a rear facing camera. That's right, and you can buy this stuff for nothing. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I think NASCAR is probably spending a little bit more than we are. <laughs> exactly, that's right. It's a good because there could be a sponsor sticker on there <laughs> that's too. That's right. Eh? You got to have that. You got to get paid. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Speaking of getting paid, we got to pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Ellen Gelman. And uh, yeah, I did a lot of driving in yes. the last 24 hours. And, uh, and, but so you stayed up. You started really early and you finished late in the day. So you said you didn't have to worry about the 407. Yeah. Yeah. You know, leaving, leaving from Toronto for the first time in a long time. Uh, you, you know, here's the thing when you leave at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. the roads are pretty empty. Yes, 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 yes. Now, do you find yourself tempted to go a little faster than you would normally, or you? No, 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 no. That's, I, I drive the same speed. Yes, as a matter of fact, you see, you're not like me. I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a racer on the road, <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I don't know. I maybe it's just because I'm getting older. You know, I just had a big birthday and. Uh, like Thursday night, I'm coming home, and it's always the same kind of drive. You know, I'm coming home from the jam club where I play some music, and and I don't know. I just think everybody's on their cell phones that's, when they're driving. That's the thing. That's and, the thing, and that's what that's one reason why I will not ride a motorcycle. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you have no chance. Mm-mm. You know, you know, you're you're. I, I'm behind two lanes of traffic, and I I can't go around. I am thinking stupidly, but thankfully my brain takes over. So <laughs> do not use that left center lane as a passing lane, which I have seen people use. People do that all the time. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do that, but like if 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 I flash my lights, could you like get with the program? Uh, you know, and okay. and eventually if they do move and you go past them, you see they're on their phone, especially at night. Yes. It's shining their face. <laughs> Pretty obvious. Know? Yeah. Yes. I, they they don't as as much as our our traffic police friends say that they enforce, you know, the left lane passing. I, I don't think they, I, I think there should be way more uh, advertising or, or talk about it because people yes. have no clue. No. And, and, you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, the law is to move over regardless of, of whatever speed you're doing. Yeah. If you're doing over the speed limit, you're speeding. Okay. Whatever. But you're still impeding traffic. Mm-hmm. If you're hanging out in the left lane, the law says to move over. Right. But what I think it is, it's not, it, it's it's pure ignorance. People simply don't understand. They've never been taught. They don't care. And driving, it, the act of driving is a distraction. It's not the phone that's oh, a yeah, distraction. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's driving I, that's a distraction. I, I uh, mentioned it to somebody years ago, and, and, and the person said, oh, this is, uh, I, I consider me as a good multitasker. And I went, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how it works. You're not supposed to be doing that. No, no, that's that's not a thing. It's not a thing. At any rate, I just wanted to get back to, we were talking earlier about uh, stuff in the news. And, uh, yeah. and and please, if you do get a recall notice or you hear something online yeah. and you're going, yeah, I think I got one of those cars, it's very easy to check uh, because there's lots of important recalls that need to be done. Um, that, and thousands and thousands, for example, to cut airbags, there's still problems with those. Yes. Um, they will blow up. You can get damaged or it won't work. It was even worse. Yes. I remember even up to last year, Ford had a big problem with, with some brake issues, 
And there were thousands of people that had never gone in. You know? No, and you know, this is the thing. You can't count on the news. We, we couldn't, just on this show alone, right. we couldn't cover the, the recall news. Right, because there's so much. That's right. So, you know, if you just go to your manufacturer's website, whether it's Honda Canada or GM or anybody, uh, there will be a tab there that says recalls. It'll ask you to punch in your serial number, which is a 17-digit number, which is at numerous places on your car or in your wallet. <laughs> That's right. On your ownership. And it will tell you. And, and, and the recall is free. Yeah, <laughs> okay? That's right. You may want to tell them that, listen, if you happen to see something else, make sure you phone me first. Okay? <laughs> I don't know how many times I've heard, well, we couldn't let you go, sir. You didn't, you didn't have any breaks? Yes. Well, you should have called. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And after the break, Mark Marmer will be in here from Signature Electric. He's going to tell us all about the wonderful world of electricity and how you can have uh, a charging station right in your garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman. Joining us on the line is Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. And Mark, you might know a little bit about uh, electricity and maybe uh, EV charging. Yeah, we do. We're uh, we're um, an electrical contractor here in uh, in Toronto, and we've uh, we've been doing EV charging for quite some time. We have a whole EV advisor service. So you're correct. We've been doing it for a while. Do you drive one? I actually own three cars. I, uh, I drive a Model S. My wife's got a, a Model 3, and we've got a Nissan Leaf for the business. So I've been driving about seven years now. Okay. I didn't know if you were just, like, in the business or actually, you know, were a uh, if you had electricity running through your veins. And obviously you, you do. You know what? It, 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 I needed to get the car so that I could understand what everybody was talking about and understand a lot of the nuances. So it's been a very handy thing having. I, I love the car anyways, and it's been very handy having it. Now, again, you've got uh, different cars, and the unfortunate part is they couldn't get together on what kind of plugs to use. What's going on there? Well, they're going to get together very shortly. Uh, right now, if you were to go, say, to uh, Enroute or you know some of the Ivy stations, you're going to see three different types of connectors uh, there. You're going to see a Chatmo CCS, and you're going to see the an adapter for Tesla. And it, I can tell you when I go there and I see people, it's confusing. It's hard for them to figure out where to where to go. But it's been difficult because really, what uh, Tesla has had their own system and their own stations for quite some time, and the other manufacturers have been using mostly this CCS um, uh, connector. And and you know there just hasn't been any synergy between them. And frankly speaking, uh, it was causing a problem. I wasn't sure as we were starting to get sort of. Uh, the early adopters were taken care of when we needed to sort of get regular people into cars. All this confusion was just a bit much for them. Right. And, uh, I'm almost yeah. feeling still that, you, you know, you almost have to be a hobbyist. Like, you can't just be a sort of, you know, just once-in-a-while driver of one of these things. You really have to know how it works and where to get where to get gas or electricity. Um, yeah, I was having the – I think I, we experienced the same feeling uh, – it's it. You really have to be sort of. And we do anyways. We sort of plan our trips one way or another. But it, it it's just not as easy. I just don't see them on every corner, and and it's just not as obvious as it is with gasoline. And even when I get there, I'm confused. So uh, something very cool happened uh, just a month ago, and Ford it was surprising to everybody in the industry. Uh, Ford said, "You know what? We we, we called up uh, Tesla." And we're going to we're going to adapt this NACS adapter, the same one as Tesla. And we're going to our vehicles are going to start having access to the 
Tesla supercharging network and presumably going to build it out. And in uh, in a year or so, they're going to actually put this connector on the car. So you'll actually be able to plug in. And uh, that was a, a giant announcement. And I think it caught everybody by surprise mm-hmm. and followed very closely after that. Uh, at the beginning of June, GM got on board and they announced. The Towards the end of June, Rivian announced. We've heard from Stellantis, Mercedes-Benz, Hyundai. They were all saying they're considering it, frankly, I think as soon as Ford said they were going to do it, there was no other place to go. Every um, It was just an endless announcement from every single charger manufacturer saying they're going to put the cables on the... There, there really was no choice anyways. They're going to put the cables on their um, on their chargers. And this is really going to... This is what was needed to start getting this adoption going. It, it just... It was just, like you say, just not clear and I just don't think we. I saw a path forward as to how we were going to manage it, and this is a, a fantastic thing. And credit to Ford. Fred Ford's making good, interesting vehicles, and I think they want to sell those vehicles. And uh, to see these manufacturers getting together on anything has been very challenging. They're, you know, they're competitors, but I think the landscape has changed, and they understand that this charging is an important piece of the of the puzzle for them all. It's it's absolutely important, and in fact, it's kind of funny because Ford made made the announcement, but also this week, Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford, uh, uh, fired some shots at Tesla and said, "Well, we we make work trucks, and Tesla makes trucks for Silicon Valley people." Listen, let let's make cars for everybody in all kinds of different ranges and sizes and shapes, and uh, and everything else, and and price ranges, just like we have now. There's nothing wrong with that. And let's have some nice competition. Uh, you know, frankly speaking, if Tesla wanted to, they should have just kept doing what they were doing. And they gave them such an enormous market advantage. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what the other car companies were going to do. And uh, I, I was a credit to Tesla for, for opening this up and being, you know, open with their patents and, 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 and willing to do this. Uh, you know, they, they talk about... Uh, you know, doing something to speed the world's transition to sustainable transportation as their as their motto, as their mission, and and this this is really putting uh, putting their hand forward and saying, yeah, this is exactly what we're going to do. Well, they, I think the best thing they did was was developing that supercharger network, and you know, it's 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 more consistent and ubiquitous than any of the other charging networks that. And, and I travel all across North America, drive EVs everywhere, and there's nothing with that same sort of consistency except the, the Tesla supercharger network. So they're, they're part of the, you're 100% correct. First of all, Tesla said from day one, I'll never, these cars will never sell if all I can do is drive them around the corner. My People have to drive them like they drive everything else. And then they started, say, we're going to build the charging at the same time as we're going to build the cars. And I will tell you that they went over and above. I didn't, it, it just kept building here and building, even around the GTA that I, I was really surprised uh, at how it built out. And they have a, a the best network because they control every piece of it. They they did the installation. It's their charger. The cars are theirs. The software is theirs. Everything is theirs. Right now, we take a for these other connectors, the ones that you see along the highway, wherever they are. Somebody built the charger. Then somebody else is doing the software, and it's somebody else's car plugging in. And it's really a lot of pieces to make it come together. I think this is the piece also that will be very interesting for us to watch. The connectors sort of an obvious thing. I, I can hold it in my hand. But there's all this back end that's happening, all this software piece that's happening. How is that going to come together? What are they going to agree on? My car, when I go to drive my car, I say I'm going to stop at this station. The car 
automatically starts to precondition the battery before I get there. When I get to the charger, I simply plug it in and I'm done. It knows it's me. It knows whether it's my car or my wife's car, whether it needs to I need to be built for it or not. It builds me automatically. It keeps track of it all. I, is this going to what's going to happen with the rest of the vehicles? Or whose software we're going to use? Going to use everybody's, or they're going to buy and install some software that Tesla will have? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I know we're on the right track. This this is a this is a good move from uh, from the auto manufacturers to get together on this and make it easier for everybody. And this adoption is important. Question: um, I was reading though. You know, we're talking about high, high, you know, quick chargers or fast chargers. But I was reading actually for the batteries. Uh, performance and or, or lifetime or, or the life expectancy of the battery that that fat, rapid charging actually is not good for it a, I, a constant rapid charging they're not it's better to have it sort of a mix mm-hmm. so it's like ideally you would have the ideal arrangement that most of us have it is some kind of charging at home we're using this sort of level two and it's not charging too too fast and we don't charge the battery up to a hundred percent so you know. So that's still that's the preferred part. way of actually, you know, having it. You're using it. Yeah. The level two is 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 the best way to do it, and then uh-huh. you know, use these level three chargers when you need it. But frankly, that may not be a reality. We may just, you know, when people are going to charge different ways. Also, keep in mind, it's not the battery in your phone. They've got battery management systems. The batteries are, are they lasting much longer than they thought we were going to going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't assume that everything. The way it is just today is the way it's going to be going forward. We're in an evolution here of, uh, of all kinds of things, the cars, the battery technology, the software. The more the cars that we can get in the road, the more people will have an interest in doing things to support this, uh, this technology. Now, your company has been around putting chargers in and updating buildings for many years? We've been in business 37 years, so long before there were... Uh, any uh, electric vehicles around right. and we've been we're one of the earlier ones coming in probably eight or nine years now that we've been doing ev charging uh, we started with you know people's homes and it didn't look like much of anything and uh eventually uh now we're as you mentioned earlier we're doing things like uh buses and fleets and things of that nature we still do all the rest of it and we have sort of an advisory piece as well people call and need these are sometimes the installs can be quite complicated for some of these larger ones, and they meet some need some other assistance. We do that all across, and we repair chargers and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And we have still all our, our regular electrical work and all kinds of commercial buildings and things that we've been doing for years. Well, you know, it's funny because in, in the old days, people used to fix their own cars. <laughs> now, I well, understand that people are trying to install their own chargers now too. I don't. First of all, I don't recommend installing your own charger. I want you to think that a charger. Is, is the equivalent of you hooked up your stove uh-huh. and you ran your stove five hours a night in your garage. You're okay with doing that? That's going to be a good, uh, you know, at-home job? I, I don't, maybe not the best idea. And you do need to take out a permit for electrical work, even if it's your home and you're the owner, you still need a permit. So if you take out a permit, maybe somebody will at least check your work. So it's a possibility. Brian, here, hold my beer. I'm going to turn it on. Let's see if it works. I, no, I, I wouldn't trust you with that, Al. <laughs> <laughs> we we've heard all kinds of stories about uh, people trying to install their own home chargers and and uh, uh, none, none of them good. And uh, no, it's uh, you know it's not it's not the best it's not the best idea. It's it does seem I guess if you're handy you want to do all kinds of things but some things are not a great idea and I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, and you know at the end of the day it's it's not a lot of money to to have it installed professionally either. No, that's correct. It it's not. When you think of, you know, the cost of the car and the cost of your house how is this making any sense? 
you know, not really. No, yeah. I think from an insurance perspective too, eh? Um, oh if, yeah. If, if, if your house burns <laughs> down and they figure out that you and your buddy Billy Bob next door installed <laughs> it, you're out of luck, eh? I'm, I'm not an insurance expert, but if it were me, I'd be thinking about these kind of things. I, I care about my house every time I go on a trip. I like to come and find my house exactly the way that I left it, so you're exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that Signature Electric is the name. How do the people get in touch with you? So they can find us at our website, signatureelectric.ca, so really easy. And we have a, a really good YouTube channel with lots of good information, uh, youtube.com slash signatureelectric. And we can, can even call us. We're here in the city, and we're not hard to find. Now, question for the actual chargers themselves. Are, are people best to buy them from the manufacturer of their vehicle, or is there aftermarket ones that are better, less money? Let me know. There's all kinds of chargers available mm-hmm. and all kinds of price ranges, and sometimes they come with the vehicle, and sometimes they don't. Uh, I, I would say, truthfully, this question is, ask your installer, say, I'm buying this car, I'm thinking about doing this, what do you think? And get some advice. It's an, it's an easier way. Otherwise, there's very hard to tell the difference between one charger and another. Why is one better or less good? And it's, it's very confusing. Get a little bit of help with it, and uh, something you're going to have for a long time. The chargers in my garage have been there for for years and years. All right, Mark. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Some great information. And uh, if anybody's thinking about electric cars and you're going to need a charger, you better call Signature Electric. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for the commercial. Appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you're, you. you're very welcome. Bye. You have yourself a great weekend. Bye. All right, we're going to go take a break. Afterwards, we're going to be talking to Mike Wilson, who's probably got a gas car. Probably. I would think. He's he's a bit old school that way. (laughs) All right, we're going to... I can already smell the fumes. (laughs) It's not the car? We'll be right back. Mike, you are joining us from uh, Wasaga Beach today with, uh, with another big car show. What's going on? Good morning, good morning. Yes, you are right. I am live in Wasega Beach, Klondike Park, for the uh, Wasega Beach Fun Run. The Wasega Beach Cruisers are putting on a fantastic car show. Now, the the cruisers are what kind of... Now, are, do they limit, uh, you know, to who can drive in the show? Well, this show was actually open to... Oops. We, think, we have, may have lost Mike. We may have lost Mike. Like, generally speaking, these the shows, though, I mean, like, people spend lots of time prepping their cars and cleaning them up. But, but if, I, I wondered, though, too, like, do they have brand-specific or year-specific kind of qualifications that you have to meet? A, a lot of these, a lot of times they do. And, right. and uh, of course, one of the big things they're doing up there in Wasega Beach this weekend is Oldsmobile. Okay. So they're all kind of vintage at this point. Anything with an Oldsmobile badge is almost vintage. Really? It's amazing that there would be, I, I you know, I, I don't know, it's funny how they're, that they're that specific with, you know, uh, be a Ford Owners Club or, or, or you know, Chevy or GM. I mean, it, it's true. I know not so much here in Canada, but in the States, they, like, they bleed those colors. Like, so if your dad was a Ford guy, if you brought something home that wasn't a Ford, he wouldn't let you, he'd kick you out of the house. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? Hello, hello. Sorry about that, guys. Got a little bit of disconnection there. We're we're loving this, uh, you know, provincial park, Klondike Park that we're in. But I was saying, classics, customs, modern collectibles. This thing is open to old and new vehicles. So definitely, if you've got a collector car, bring it out. Um, they're doing some hot air balloon rides. Um, that has been a little bit of postponed right now. Um, hoping we can get that out in the afternoon. But Elvis is here performing some hits. We have food trucks, and there's supposed to be some vintage airplanes doing a flyby 
uh, over the, the, the park here, and some parachuters actually are supposed to be jumping as well with the car clubs, uh, the Wasega Beach Cruisers flag attached to their ankles. So some pretty neat stuff coming up this afternoon here at the show. They didn't just think of this yesterday, eh? No, no, they've been doing this uh, for quite some time, actually. Uh, um, it, it's a new location, so I guess they're able to expand and do a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to hold it down, actually, right on uh, the beach, that road down there. There was a parking lot that they used to fill up, but yeah. this is obviously a lot larger location, and they can do some flybys and parachuting now, so why not? So basically, if someone's hearing about it now and they're not that far away and want to take the drive, you are able to park and, and, and show your vehicle there then, eh? Definitely. You can you can come, you can show your car, you can come and just spectate here as well. There's spectator parking as well. So there's lots to see, lots to do. And, of course, the rain is holding off today. So that is fantastic. So That's great news, Mike. So if, if people are going to take the trip up, what what sort of cars can they expect to see today? Yeah, so right now I'm looking at this beautiful uh, Eleanor recreation, I guess we can say. So there's, you know, your pro street type stuff, your pro touring, your muscle cars are here in full effect. We've got a lot of hot rods filling the, uh, the aisles and, of course, just your your antique classics and a few late model Corvettes, uh, Challengers, you know, muscle cars coming in here, sports cars. Uh, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Any Challengers with the uh, yellow splitter guards on them? Uh, not that I've seen, although I've been tied up in my booth pretty much a, a good chunk of this morning. So I'm hoping this afternoon I'll get a stretch those legs and, and hopefully see some of the cars that are here. Uh, good stuff. We're we're not fan of the fans of the splitter guards on this show. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, <laughs> I'll uh, send you some pictures if there's any. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty busy weekend. Like uh, like I'm saying, today is the Wasega Beach Cruisers Fun Run. Tomorrow I'm actually in Binbrook, Ontario for the uh, um, Oldsmobile Nationals event, which is actually welcome to all vehicles. It's not just your Oldsmobile enthusiasts. You will see Mopar uh, enthusiasts. You'll see some hot rods show up there as well as some antique and classic stuff. So um, that is just, uh, I guess, southwest of Hamilton there from 9 till 3. Now, do they normally do judging on these? Like, is there a panel of judges and they give out trophies and after hours? Yeah, they, they certainly do. Each, each uh, like the Wasega Beach Cruisers here, they do have uh, set categories here where they will do awards and you can win a trophy or plaques, you know, uh, according to that uh, category that you might be registered in. And same with the Olds Nationals. They go more mostly um, Oldsmobile speaking here, they'll go by the eras, right? So they'll, they'll judge it based on, you know, the eras of Oldsmobiles and stuff. So a um, little bit different at that event versus others, but yes, it's it's tons of awards, tons of prizes to be won. Well, you know, the, the, the hobby is just so broad in terms of the different things that people like and collect, eh? I mean, and, it's you know... absolutely incredible. You know, and in a lot of cases, when we're talking about values of cars, of course, you're talking about numbers matching, and the cars should all be original as possible. Um, but but the other end of the spectrum is, is guys making rat rods and stuff. I mean, so it's kind of crazy. Definitely. You get, you know, like, I, like I just said, we've got this uh, Eleanor recreation in front of us. You know, you, 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 you buy a, a lower-end model, but then you do it up with certain specs and options that would have been available for those, those years, makes and models, and... To me, a numbers matching car isn't really that important. I probably 
outside of that uh, price range anyway. But, you know, for certain vehicles, I could care less if it's a numbers matching. But then there's certain vehicles that you definitely want, you know, numbers matching engine transmission and certain things. But uh, I think for the most majority out there, let's have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we're, we're working on a little project car related to our race team, and uh, and we found a, a you know a great donor. Except it's too good of a car to chop cool. up into bits. So sure. we've, we've got to go in another direction. But you know that you know I think that's the right way to treat uh, a, you know a genuinely interesting and fun car is to honor it and and keep it original. Definitely, I agree. They're only original once, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the the you know what we're going to do for a project car is we're gonna we're we're not going to buy the performance model. We'll buy something that uh, maybe had an automatic transmission, and then chop it up. There you go. Start swapping out and putting on parts and pieces that uh, you need on it, right? So that's that's definitely the economical way to do it. And we all know things in this hobby can get pretty costly fast. So if you can if you can work around that, why not? All right, we're going to have to wrap. But quickly, Haggerty's there. If you've got one of these special cars, right? You got it, definitely. We're uh, we're insuring all of them, and uh, if you if you need any help or valuations on these vehicles, definitely feel free to check out Haggerty.ca. See, and I was wondering, Mike was talking about sides was about there, eh? It's like <laughs> a little bit. Well, it's it's okay if it's a replica, you know. But well, hang on. You know, you think it's worth a half a million dollars. It better not be, eh? Well, Haggerty knows the difference, and they'll, they'll cover it regardless. So I could I could put some GTO stickers on my granny's Le Mans, and I'll be okay with that. Is that it? There you go. Hey, we've got a lot of resources here to help figure out what is what in the market. So oh, to find the cheaters and figure out what's real and what's not. Mike, thank you very much. Have yourself a great weekend up there. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Don't leave the shorts there, eh? The last time you went to get a pair, they were gone. Well, trunks are in the trunk here. That's. I I will not forget them. Good place to keep them. All right. Have yourself a great weekend, my friend. You too. All right. Uh, We got to take a break for some commercials, and Brian and myself will be back right after. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman, who just celebrated a milestone birthday last weekend. I did, a big one. Yeah, we heard it was your 80th. <laughs> That's what Steve said. I know, and he wanted to know if I'd booked my retest yet, you know, oh, my really? driver's retest. Oh. And I said, no, I, um, my wife can attest to the fact that I'm not a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's mostly because I have a rubber neck, you know. I, uh-huh. I, I like to look around. I'm like yeah. sightseeing, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that drive I had yesterday was the beautiful scenery. I totally understand. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. As long as you got runoff rooms. You know, <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, yeah, I, I have fallen asleep once or twice. <gasps> No. Yeah, that was kind of scary. Oh, boy. Anyways, there is a contest going on, and uh, we want, we've got two weeks left to uh, join. Go to great Dave's Corner Garage website, davescornergarage.com, and you can win a set of ta- triangle tires plus a $250 gift certificate from Esso, which will get you a couple tanks of gas anyways. Yeah, I'm sure I spent $200 in gas yesterday. Yeah? Easily. Well, again, you were talking about, you know, here we, we spent a lot of time talking about electric cars, and you said it was kind of scary. I didn't see any charge stations along the way. Now, that route, uh, the route that I was on the way back, there were no chargers, and you know, for uh, probably 90 or 100 miles. Okay, so let's think about it for a second. Now, uh, so that was that segment of your trip through that, yeah. that was 100 miles. Yeah. But but cars can go, you know, 300 miles on a, on a charge. Sure they can, but when I was at at the, the racing circuit, Watkins Glen, there were no chargers there. 
So, you know, I, I, I left home with a, a full tank, uh, got to the circuit, and then on my way back, mm-hmm. I, needed, I needed some fuel. So no problem. That's easy. Right. But if I was in an EV, there are no chargers at the racetrack. So I would, have been, I, I would not have been able to make it in an EV. Well, you, you spent a lot of time at the track. Is there any talk at all of, of putting together, um, you know, a, a production, not sorry, a, a, what do you call it, um, a race thing challenge for electric cars? A, a championship for EVs? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there is the Formula E, which is like, they kind of look like Formula One or Indy yes. cars. They're all electric. Um, mm-hmm. Not very popular. No, uh, not no. People don't really want to see that. But what what is happening is they're doing some production based EVs. And Porsche was out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, one of their pro drivers did a thirty minute run in a brand new EV race car. Oh, oh, a race car. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, it wasn't so it wasn't like a nine eleven electric or uh, it was a Porsche Cayman electric and uh-huh. all electric. And the and the driver ran straight for thirty minutes. Okay, really thirty minutes, which is more than long enough to have a a proper sprint race. So I think I think this is just a tease, but I bet you in a couple of years we're going to see a, a spec championship from Porsche in EVs. Wow, and, and questions, and that was all-wheel drive? Uh, yes, it is all-wheel drive. And uh, so you have, a, and, and because it's it's batteries and they're in the bottom. That's right. So what what were lapse times? I, I didn't I didn't see, but it, it it sounded like given that this is a prototype, it made a huge amount of horsepower. So uh-huh. the the it was based on a on a Porsche Cayman GT4, which is the same category we race in. Right. But given that it probably had three times the horsepower of a normal GT4 car, it was probably really quick. Well, listen, you know that that the one thing they look at, of course, is. In a race, is who's the fastest, right? Yeah, well, and th- that's part of the excitement. If you're, you know, if you're a fan and, and, and you like going to races, well, you want to see them go fast. Right, 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 right. Although I don't know if bumping is a good thing to do when you're driving an electric car. Uh, well, it, it happens. It's race cars. Well, I know, I know, I know, but still, I, I, you know, I, I, I watched a video about somebody taking a hammer to a, a battery, and it wasn't pretty. That's not good. A, bi- a big crash. You know, the, knowing Porsche, they'll probably build in a lot of protection for the battery packs mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but you know, regular contact and racing is uh, is all part of the game. And uh, ask me how I know. Well, and how do you know, Brian? I just spent thousands of dollars on body parts for, <laughs> for our race car. Uh, so they're not made out of Kevlar. They they actually dent. Uh, oh, no, they tore up the Kevlar, too. Oh, they did. They sure did. <laughs> they really put their mind they, to it. Well, you know, we had to finish on the podium somehow, some way, and that's what it took. Uh, chrome bumper. <laughs> the chrome, chrome horn. horn. Chrome, chrome horn. horn. That's right. <laughs> All right. Move it or lose it. That's there right. you go. So, uh, little respect. Uh, you, did you not feel me or see me in your rearview mirror? Oh, oh they did. They okay. did. But, well, you know, it's racing. Had to move them. It's, yeah. a, it's a racing thing. I heard That's that right. lots of times. That's right. want to thank our guest, Mike Wilson from Haggerty. If you've got a special car, give Haggerty a call. Um, and he'll tell you where the next show is as well. Or yep. on their website, I think they list all the car shows coming up. Yeah. There's lots yeah. of them. They do a great job with that. And want to thank Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. If you're thinking about going electric, don't do it yourself. No. <laughs> okay? Nope. Never. And although they sell big, heavy-duty extension cords at CT or whatever, don't buy one. No. All right, thanks, Carlos. We got to run. Drive safe. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.